Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs wanting to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm a specialist in performance and mindset, working with business owners all over the world, supporting them to be the best and perform at their highest levels in life and business. And I achieve this through my coaching and online programs. I started this podcast simply to discover how other thought and business leaders enjoy and create success and to identify common strategies and techniques, as well as the mindset that they have adopted to live their version of exceptional. My aim is really simple. It's for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons shared in these episodes because you deserve to live and enjoy an exceptional life. But in order to achieve this, you will need to adopt new strategies and ways of thinking to accomplish your goals. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. Our guest today is Brian Gregory, CEO and founder of admanity.com. If you've ever wished that a professional ad agency could coach you about your brand, but found you couldn't afford it, then you're going to enjoy the show today. Admanity has created a breakthrough emotional algorithm that can instantly give any business an advertising strategy, tactics and formulas that will sell it most effectively in the market without the high level costs of hiring an agency. Brian sells small businesses to advertise just like the big brands do, but usually they just don't know how. And today he's going to reveal exactly how you can do it. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, Jeff, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. Uh, so I am really looking forward to our conversation. I know we've been speaking an awful long time before we've hit record, but before we dive into this, could you give us a little bit of a backstory of what's brought you to this point today? Sure. Um, Admanity is a culmination of, uh, I don't know, about 20 years of being in the advertising business. And uh, a lot of those years, I had a magazine, several magazines. I was a publisher. And uh, when you have magazines, you learn how to sell ads, but you don't necessarily learn what makes a good ad. And so people will give you almost anything and you're obligated to put it in the magazine. And over the years, I noticed these uh, the ads just didn't work for the people. They didn't know better. So I made it a point that I was going to know better. I was going to learn what works in advertising, what doesn't and why, and uh, help them because, you know, when their ads don't work, they're not happy, they cancel, you lose money. And I, was, I got tired of that. That's a, it's a horrible outcome for anybody. And uh, so Advanity really was born out of the need for the general business person to understand on an agency level what makes an ad work, but they didn't want to have to go to school to do that. They just want the answers. Just show me what works and I'll do that. And um, sadly, there wasn't enough of that kind of information in the marketplace. And so now Admanity, we like to think of ourselves as the agency for all small business because we will show you the answers and we'll show you how to how to do it so that it works. That's brilliant. And what is the story behind the name? It's a uh, it's a it's a combination of of advertising for ad manatee and the manatee part is humanity. So advertising as it relates to humanity is ad manatee. Fantastic, fantastic. And for you, ultimately, what what is the mission of ad manatee? Well, we all hear this horrible statistic. I don't know what it's like in the UK, but over here they say four out of five small businesses will fail. And, which is really depressing. Um, it's amazing anyone tries with numbers like that. And it may be true, but I'm convinced that the major reason most small businesses fail 
is not because they're not smart or they don't have a good product or they don't have good employees or the government's against them. It's that they're never, their message was never heard above the noise of their market. So nobody knew about them or if they did, they forgot about them and they just never crafted that messaging. And so Admanity, if everybody could have an Admanity report, as we call them, uh, for your brand, uh, you'd have a roadmap of what to do from day one. And I think we could change that statistic around um, because when a business goes down, it hurts not only the owners, but it hurts the employees, it hurts the, uh, the customers. Everybody feels it when a business leaves the marketplace. And I don't want to, I want to stop that from happening. And I think if a million businesses got access to Admanity, they would uh, fail far less frequently. Yeah. And it's interesting as well as, because as we said in the, in the intro, it were so many people, I think part of the biggest problems is when they think of advertising, they think of the amount of money that they need to spend in order to even get their foot in to the advertising process and quite often especially when we're just starting out we're the ones wearing the advertising the marketing the sales and that that, that, all of those hats in order to do that and i think that do you would you agree that that's where the biggest challenge or one of the biggest challenges is for companies trying to create the right branding and adverts for their business absolutely jeff because there's nobody teaching this in school, even if you major in marketing, very, very little is taught about the uh, emotional reasons why people buy products. And so you're in business and you're going off the advice of friends and family and other people who are just as, you know, ill-equipped to to advise you as, as they could be. They mean well, but they don't have the answers and you don't have the answers. And maybe an agency would be able to help you, but they cost a lot of money. And small businesses typically are missing out on a lot of money. So they don't get the help. And they, they, they sort of bumble along. They do the best they can, but it doesn't always work, does it? And so, yeah, I think in the beginning, you have to become I, – I, here's a great analogy. You had to learn a little bit of accounting to run your company. Uh, even though you probably didn't like it, you did have to learn it. And, and you've got to learn the formulas that sell your product. There are formulas, the big brands know theirs, and that's why they're billion dollar brands, because it is a formula. It comes down to a formula that humans like. And you need to have the formulas for your brand so that the humans will like, like you as well, and you'll just, sell, you'll just start selling more. And if you don't know the formulas, you're just flailing around with one paddle in the water hoping to get lucky yeah and i I like the way you you you, when um i like the fact that you come out with that analogy of is small businesses need to brand just the same as big ones oh good point yeah it, it well here's the problem small businesses we are told we're small you think i must have to do it differently then because i'm just a little guy and actually it the exact opposite is true uh it, the same brain is sitting on the couch at night watching the commercials of the big brands and then a local brand comes on and a big brand hey it's the same brain processing the same emotions and the same words and the biggest i think the biggest fear of the big brands is that they will wake up one day and realize all of the small 
brands have figured it out and they're using the exact same strategies that they're using to make billions of dollars. Now you're going to get a level playing field, but because small businesses tend to think I, I have to, to do something different because I'm, I'm small. You just spend less is all you do. You don't buy the big ad budget. You just, but you use the same formulas, the same emotions, the same tactics, the same words. And guess what? It works. And and for 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 you, do you feel that this will work? Whether it's someone who is literally just starting out today, or someone that needs a little bit of um, who's had a little bit of traction, or or even obviously the the further down the 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 line they are of, of existing as a business, the more likely they are to understand this. Do you feel that with your strategy that? It doesn't matter what stage you are in business is going to be benefit from that. Yes. Um, the answer to that question is it doesn't matter where you are in your journey. Um, what I find, it, what Admanity does is it presents your business to you in emotional terms. So we don't generally think that way as business people. We always think about, oh, I got to do all these things today. Here's all the the tasks and the nuts and the bolts of my business. And what we do is say, mm, yeah, maybe, but Here's what it will take to motivate another person to buy you or to buy your product or service. And they're going to respond to much simpler stimuli, much more primal emotions than you probably even think about, like happiness and greed and temptation and excitement and uh, empathy and these types of emotions that you're born with. So whether you start out with us on your very first day of business, obviously that would be ideal, or you're 10 years down the road and you just want to know, I wonder if I'm doing this right. What I know it's, it could be better. It could always be better. Um, and a lot of times people say, you know, you confirmed some of the things I was worried about. You, um, uh, you, you, you helped me make a choice on things I didn't know. And, and you exposed me to new ideas that I, I would never have come up with on my own because I just don't think like an advertising agency. Um, so when we do the assessment, it just shows them in, in, in no uncertain terms. This is who you are. This is what attracts people to you. And here's the formulas that will do it. Yeah, and and I have to say, um, I went through the process, um, f and the amount of detail that you get in the report um, that I've got in front of me—it's 152 pages um, long. Um, I have—I've—it is just incredibly in depth. And what I would also say is, you're absolutely right. The stuff—I mean, I've been doing this work for 13 years, um, probably a little bit more. Um, and actually, the stuff that I've never, there's some of it that, as you say, is you look at it and go, oh, yeah, okay, that's confirmation. I'm, I've, I'm doing X right, or I've looked at this right. But then there's other stuff that I never even thought about. Um, and it is truly amazing. So can we go into a little bit more detail about what this, you know, if someone comes to you and they do this sort of thing, what um because they obviously can't see what i'm looking at and you know what that they what i've got as well so what do they actually get oh great question okay first of all for those who are listening it's 397 dollars to have the assessment uh, it's a one-time fee not monthly um and then you take a five to ten minute 
quiz or a test, we call it. And we ask you true, false questions about your, your brand. We're trying to get to the essence and core emotionally of what you are. We don't even ask you your, your employees, your revenues, how long you've been in business. We don't even ask you what it is you sell. We, we don't care because we're trying to get to the emotional core that's the only thing that sells product and service is emotion anyway. So um, if you don't, you could be a dry cleaner and tell us you're a restaurant. It, it, you're going to answer these questions in a five or 10 minutes, and we're going to know exactly uh, the emotional core of your brand. And then we're going to give you a little write up on that. You get four or five pages right away. And it, it, we call that a brief. And it, it tells you who you are as a brand. This is what you are. These are some of your characteristics. This is what your customers want to see. Um, you should do this. Don't do that. You know, there's some, some nice little tips in that report. And then you're going to get an invitation to go online to your portal where, as you mentioned, the 150 page document is located. And that is a digital file that's updated all the time. It just keeps getting better and better, but it's filled with all the how to's. This is how your ad formulas should be. Here's 16 ways to create an ad that will sell your product. Here's how to upsell your product. There's different emotions for that. Here's all the words, the phrases, the metaphors that you should be using right now in your social media, your website, your emails, everything. Here's uh, the colors of your brand. Here's a psychological profile of your best customer. Here's the gift ideas you should be giving because you, you probably shouldn't be giving a box of candy as everyone does. Uh, you know, we, we show you everything to, to attract. We call it a brand attraction report. It attracts a customer to you. And the brand that can attract customers is 10 times more powerful than the brand that can only sell to them. And so it's, it's a, it's a huge thing. And you just take it in bites and, it, and, it, and you'll learn exactly how to sell your product to the world. Yeah, I mean, it it it, it is a, 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 you know quite frankly a monster of a document, um, and the exciting thing is is if if, th if new things keep coming up, it's it's almost like a an opportunity to, to of discovery every time you look at it because it's you know like it's the perception and all sorts of wonderful things that are on this that are just and it and 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 it's, it goes down to this thing knowledge is power, doesn't it? It, you know, it, we, we as business people don't get much of a chance to think like advertising agency. If you hired a $100,000 ad agency to just overhaul your brand, if you had that kind of money, you would probably get some very similar answers, uh, you know, a month or two later from them about here's, here's what people want in you. And, um, yeah, it's very, very um, emotional uh, how humans are. We call them, there's 15 emotions that have sold everything uh, in the world. And you'll read about them in your report. And these are, we call them primal emotions. These are the ones you're born with, they're caveman level, you know, um, uh, emotions like envy or temptation or happiness. Um, there's 15 of these. And your brand depends on some of them very heavily and others not so much. And what we show you in the report is where you should be emphasizing your messaging, your uh, everything. Some brands should be happiness and other brands uh, not so much. Uh, should be trust, for example. But for example, you're the you're the attraction uh, brand, Jeff. You, the the business we did for you, and the attraction brand is a brand of 
that promotes change, transformation, and improvement. So, you know, your job or, or what you need to convey is that you can change and help people. And a lot of uh, transformation brands find that the first thing they, they learn is that the people themselves do not believe that it's actually possible for them to change because they failed so many times on their own. Right. And so you've got to you not only do you have to do the job, but you have to convince them that you have the authority to uh, to do this job and maybe a clever new way of going about it. And so we show you all of those strategies and tactics for how and why people will believe and you have to feel the emotion. It's not enough to say a slogan or something. That's not really advertising. Um, advertising at its finest is when the customer or the prospective customer feels the brand, feels an attachment. Uh, nobody buys a business. Everybody buys a brand. You can make a living with your business, but if you want to make a killing, folks, you need a brand. And we show you how to build that emotionally. Yeah. And actually, you know, and and regardless of whether it's buy, um, people don't change until they've hit something emotionally. The majority of people that I work with is because they've either gone, shit, life needs to change. They've either physically hit a brick wall or metaphorically hit a brick wall. And there's a point where that emotion is at such a point that it, it's triggered that decision to make action. Now, I always come with the philosophy, I don't want you to get to that point. I want you to be proactive and go, okay, before I hit the brick wall, I want to make a decision to make change. But the, you, we, as human beings, we don't often do that until we've got a visceral emotion that actually, you know, in this it makes us make a decision to do something. Yeah, the uh, for those listening, the there, you kind of have two minds. You have your conscious mind, which we're using right now to communicate and talk about intelligent things. But you also have your subconscious mind, and it's 95% of your mind's activity is subconscious. And your decisions to purchase are there, your emotions, your fears, your phobias, your hopes, your dreams as well as it's running your entire body, all the trillions of cells. And it's doing this 24 hours a day, seven days a week without a rest your entire life. And you don't even think about it. And advertising works in the subconscious mind, the mind you don't even think about. It just happens like that. And, and so, um, you know, you don't have to hit bottom to want to change, but you will have to feel an emotion. And for some people, maybe they do need to hit bottom to finally get enough gumption to, to do it. Um, but, but yeah, and but then once you do feel the emotion or the ad triggers the emotion or the email triggers the emotion, all of a sudden, quickly, right behind it follows action. Action follows emotion always. And so if you need people to take action, to buy your product, to click on things, to phone you, to, to show up at your parking lot sale, um, you must first trigger an emotion and, and um, no one's bothered to write down all those triggers and the formulas before. And that's what we've done. We've just made it a map that you can follow and say, well, this is formula one. This is formula two. Either one of these will get you where you want to go. Pick one. Um, and we give you enough so that you can, uh, you have enough to last you. I think an ad manity report will last a business 10, 20 years, unless you change the business uh, dramatically. Um, your report will always make sense to you and it will always make sense to your customers. And I think, I think from what, when I've been going through it, I think one of the things that came to my head was is 
you know, you know, especially at this present moment in time, and and you know, and honestly, probably for the last sort of ten months, the the reason why things aren't working is because of COVID, because of what situation is going on in the world. And yes, it's true, you know, it's terrible, and you know, there's there's no doubting that. But when going through the report. One of the thing that, if if I'm going to be brutally honest, one of the thing that gave me pause and relief was the fact that this goes transcends COVID. It doesn't matter whether the pandemic is on us not. They are mental triggers for my technically ideal client. So regardless of what is going on in the world. You know, there's some things that wouldn't work because a pandemic is going on, and they might change decisions possibly because of current situations. But it's not going to change their their emotional triggers. That's a that's a great point. And we I always say, hey, we're all human 1.0. We're all walking around with the same genetics pretty much. Human 2.0 isn't out yet. And so we have all the 1.0 emotions, uh, and and that's what works. And so. Uh, just use those because the, today it's a pandemic. Uh, tomorrow it could be something else that's going to cause, uh, you know, a, a turmoil in the world. But emotionally, you haven't changed a bit. Um, it's an emotional time. Um, you might be a little more aware of some of your emotions right now than you have in the past because, you know, we're, we're all dancing a different jig today. Um, but you still have the same primal emotions that Caesar, Mozart, Aristotle, and Shakespeare had, and they mastered their brands in their day. And we still think of their brands to this day. And that's because they were emotionally in charge. They knew exactly the formulas that gave them their power. Um, and that's, you know, because let's face it, there's a lot of people in history, we don't remember them at all, but we remember some of them. And your brand could be born in an adverse time like this, think of it this way. There's fewer people advertising, fewer people confident, fewer people uh, putting it out there right now because we've all been punched in the nose by COVID. But it's also the greatest time to speak up because the other cannons aren't firing. So be heard for once, be loud, and keep going. You may find this will become your greatest opportunity for growth than, than, than you had a year ago. Yeah, and the and for me as well is is um with you know I'm quite open that I'm dyslexic and I am you know I find the written word challenging um near sometimes impossible um but the benefit with something like this is is I I understand more the right words to use who I'm speaking to and even you know I could quite happily pass some of that knowledge and thing content from this to a content writer and be more confident that they're going to write exactly to my client or my ideal clients as well which is another thing that again that awareness becomes becomes very very powerful and useful when it's used correctly and and this is a good point Uh, that's one of the reasons why when you get to your report and it's sitting there in your digital portal we allow access to um, uh, your whole team. So we don't charge by the user like a lot of software. So especially now when everyone's remote, I mean, your copywriter could be looking at the same report as your social media person, as your marketing person, as your salesperson, and they're all going to learn the same message of how to sell you essentially 
and you don't have to worry that you know you 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 don't have to and there's not enough access to this information so now your whole team can get smart not just the owner of the business and uh they'll do a better job for you and they want to do a better job believe me i've had people give this report or give them access to it on the, the, the people in their company and they're thrilled because for the first time their boss finally gave them something to go on other than uh, get it right or you're fired or, you know, get it right or we're all going to be sorry or, you know, uh, you know, who wants that? No, absolutely. Um, I could speak to you about for ages and um, it is a fascinating document. I'm going to reiterate that again because um, I'm not one for reading, but by God, I, I've really enjoyed reading this to find out more about how I can be better at what I'm doing. So um I'm going to leave it at that, and we're going to go to the second part of the show. So are you ready, sir? I'm going to ask you the set of questions I ask every guest who comes on the show. Um, I'm going to see what answers you come up with. Fair enough. Let's do it. Okay, so the first question is, on average, how much time roughly do you dedicate to self-development? That's body, mind, and soul. I, uh, I'm either doing, uh, I only have time for about an hour a day. So I'm going to say either I'm uh, doing an hour of something physical and fun or I'm mentally, I, I'm a voracious reader. So I love to read. Brilliant. Which segues great into the next question. Um, what book has made the biggest impact to your self-development or personal growth and why? And it doesn't have to be a traditional uh, self-development book. Hmm. Well, gosh, there's so many great books. Um, it's it's almost uh, for a guy who reads a lot of books. It's hard to it's hard to pick. I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'm going to default back to one of the first books I read. Um, and it's not a children's book. Uh, it's um, one of the first books that was ever given to me by a very financially wise person who uh, made a ton of money. And he gave me this book and it's called The Richest Man in Babylon by um, George Classen. And uh, it's a not, it's an easy, quick read, and it's it's told in a parable format about how to get money and manage money and and, and use it wisely. Um, it's a great book if you haven't read it. It is a great book. I did a um I did a course, and w- when I arrived at my desk, there was there was about five or six books um, that the um, the event holder gave to every single member of the um, of the group. And um, that was one of the books on, and I've never read it, um, but it's definitely on one of my favorite books because I like simple books that have a very powerful message. One of my favorites, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Um, I read that every year because every time I read it, it seems to come up with something different. And for me, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon, the second time I read it, I got something new from it. Um, And I love books like that. Yes, it's timeless wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I could write a book like that. <laughs> um, okay, number three, what app makes the biggest impact to your life or personal life? To your business or personal life, sorry. And this is where I, yeah, this is where I, I'm probably not going to sound as smart anymore um, because I, I like... I, I like simple things. I like I like Pandora. Uh, I like to be able to make my own playlists, um, and I like uh, YouTube because I can just find. You know, it, it's a, it's going down the rabbit hole every time you go to YouTube, isn't it? Um, it is. It is. It, can, it is. It's like stepping into a DeLorean. You just lose. <laughs> you just lose lose time completely. Yeah. And then you sit there and go, "What the hell did I just do?" 
Yeah. And why do I yeah. care so much about no. aliens no. all of a sudden? No. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because they just have that amazing way that you click on one video and the next thing they hope that that's what you like. And there's 400 in a queue waiting for you as soon as you've done it. I know, it's bizarre. Yeah. But I'm so glad you didn't say Minesweeper or Solitaire or something like that. That's, that, would have, that would have shown your age then. Because like there's the, probably you know, a generation of people going, <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? Minesweeper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, I remember Pong. So, you know, you know how old oh, so I am I, right now. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I remember, like, absolutely being amazed because we, we got an Atari with a cartridge in, and you, all you had to do was slide this thing up and down to play tennis. Yeah. And it's like, that was an epic game. But now, you could probably get it on your – well, you, you can. You can get it on your phone or something that just plugs into, like, a, an a, a AA battery, and it's exactly the same thing. But when we were kids, it was about the same size as a VCR. Now I am showing my age. VCR. Ooh. They don't even. Beat them up. There we go. What's that? <laughs> um, well, I once gave my kids the, um, the uh, cassette to put into my old hi fi because obviously we don't need them anymore. And my son, halfway through, went, Dad, it's just stopped in the middle. I went, Yeah, you've got to pull it out and turn it around. He was like, What? <laughs> I've got to do what? I says, yeah. He says, you only got like four songs on. I went, yeah, you take it out, turn it around, put it down, and don't lose that pencil. <laughs> For those of you who know what I'm talking about, you've just shown your age. That's, that's, <laughs> that's barbaric, okay. Jeff. That's barbaric to, <laughs> to them. Number four is, and you're not getting any tea until you've done it. Um, number four <laughs> is, what's your biggest business mistake that turned out to be a valuable lesson, and what did it teach you? Well, they say you... Uh, you um you, you, you get, sometimes, you know, you know, well, what am I trying to say here? I say experience is what you get when you didn't get what you wanted. And I had a, uh, at one point I had a limousine company and I wanted it to be huge. And I, I looked for people to tell me how great it was. And then I kept growing it. And then 9-11 hit and uh, over here, the World Trade Center, and um, all the business dried up and I'm stuck with mortgages on all these cars. And, um, I learned not to overexpand just because you've been able to make it on a small scale uh, doesn't mean you should have a 10x uh, on your next on your list. And I did that and I lost and I would advise people to take it slow. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's an interesting word. Sometimes we can get too excited. Yeah, the possibility, was, uh, isn't it? People loved what what I did and I just uh, interpreted that to mean, you know, let's 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 go into huge debt here and then uh, yeah, no good. Yeah, I, I often I often see that with some of the companies I work with where they they've gone from small to then all of a sudden going let's invest several million in a machine but they haven't done that middle bit. Mm -hmm. So it and and then, you know, if they're lucky it all works out and it's been a Hail Mary, but if they don't, then sometimes they're reaping the, uh, or not reaping, they're suffering from their, from their eagerness, I think is probably the way I would describe yeah, it. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so question number five is, um, what are your challenges in harmonizing work and life and how do you manage them? Good question. Cause there's a blurred line there, um, especially, you know, we're trying to do a big thing, worldwide global domination at Admanity, and um, sometimes the home life doesn't seem as fun. Um, you know, and my fiance sometimes hates it when I, I, I've prioritized the work and, and I've learned to plan for chaos and mayhem 
and to become extremely grateful to those people in your personal life that endure this to help you get to where you need to go. Because without them, you wouldn't probably even be doing this. You wouldn't have the motivation. But they're got to be grateful to the people who come along for this bumpy ride, this rocket ship that is a pinball in a machine that you've created. And you have to take care of those people along the way. That's a big advice if I can give anybody. Just just try to prioritize the people. Yeah. We are slightly nuts, aren't we, doing our own businesses? But God damn, it's great. <laughs> We're <laughs> I, I i started it nuts i think i've off, i'm off the deep end i am toys in the attic and that's crazy insane now yeah <laughs> yeah i know it's like and, and you, you like sit back and look at it and going holy crap if i if i was doing this again would i and then there's a little voice <laughs> in, you know you would but it's it is it's crazy we are mm-hmm. we are absolutely bonkers um I don't know who would employ me. I probably would be the worst employee. Um, yeah, well, possible, you know. to be honest. I think I've, I think it's like you get, you know, when you get to a certain age and you just well, want you, everything your way. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm there now. Well, the working class was created to work in factories and do repetitive tasks, right? If you read your history, the, the creativity wasn't on the list. And now it wasn't, but at least it's starting to become a commodity now. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that creativity is if someone said what's your greatest quality that's what i would tell them if i was in a job interview and because i I, einstein said that creativity is more important than knowledge because he had to create those formulas they didn't uh, appear Uh, so yeah it's so important uh, to use that that part of your mind that limitless part of your mind the subconscious where all the creativity is just dying to jump on the bed it's just dying to get out let it it's good yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Number six is what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Oh, um, ask for three times as much money as you ever dream you'll need, and you can always give it back. Okay, and number seven is what is your definition of success? Um, I, you know, I always. Maybe it's the first definition I ever heard, but I always remembered it. Earl Nightingale, the great Earl Nightingale, said that um, success was the progressive realization of a worthy goal. And I like that because it's, it is progressive and it, it does come in pieces. And, and then the goal is worthy. You just keep going. You just keep going. And if you are happy and you're successfully pursuing a worthy goal, as most of us are, and you can stay focused on that, uh, I think you're going to be a happier person in, in life. And you're, you'll feel successful even if you're not rich. You'll be successful. Yeah, there's, and I think is, is you know, I certainly think that – I don't know whether whether the, it is the younger generation are becoming more aware that it's it's not all about nine to five. They seem to have this, you know, they seem to have a, I don't know, an awareness of them about the important things in life, and it doesn't have to be necessarily about the money. Um, where I never sort of experienced that when I was. You know, my aunt, my grandfather had a successful business, and I, I, you know, I grew up with with entrepreneurship in in the in the family. But it was always my granddad said, "Right, leave school at sixteen. You're going to come work for us, right? Okay, that's what I'm going to do." And then it kind of like progressed from there. Um, but I, they have this amazing 
they 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 look at goals including life goals not just financial goals if you know what i mean yeah and you're right they they have a different perspective um they haven't always been able to make gobs of money uh right out of school or you know like some of the other you like your grandfather maybe had a good job um and kept it all his life but uh, there's so much upheaval and you know the internet and everything else has proven that if, if one thing is consistent is to tomorrow will not be like yesterday um adapt adapt reshape regather um you know you just if you plan for that kind of chaos you eventually become bulletproof and um so i hope this generation figures that out um you know the we don't have all the answers we did okay you guys go ahead do better now <laughs> well, and, and for me that's the that's the that's a role of the next generation to learn from the mistakes of the prior ones yeah i think i think there's an element and you know they 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 do things Things become things become set in stone, like when, you know, and it doesn't. It, it can be all sorts of different things, but like you know, when I was a kid, it was never you take a year off to go traveling around the world. That was never even you. You left school, you went straight into a job, or you know, the the the, the this sort of um, university is the naturally the next step. That wasn't you know. Smart kids went to university. Not everyone went to university. And I'm not saying before anyone listens to the radio, I'm not saying those kids at university aren't smart. What I'm saying is there was a natural progression that it was school work, not school, university, take a year off, then go and get work. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting how the generations create their own path. Yeah, and there's never been a generation that has had more free school available than the Internet could bring them. Uh, it's arguable that you could learn more in some classes, uh, you know, uh, take advantage. You know, it's a uh, it's a big giant course in emotional marketing. Um, you'd be hard to go. To, it'd be hard to go to school to find that. And so you could learn so much if you just want to and then pay for the education that, you know, you have to get in that way. And then you become a better, more rounded entrepreneur. Thank God for, te- for thank God for the internet during the current situation as well, because by I mean when when I was a kid we only had three channels. <laughs> I mean three channels. We had a VCR for those of you who are old enough. Cassette players, that would have been a life of utter torment. <laughs> well, I I thought I'd made it when I had a VCR and a fax machine in the same house. I remember our first VCR. You used to have to step on the play button with two feet. It was ridiculous. It like had this. It had this ejection system that they probably use now in car boots. It was absolutely bonkers. But anyway, we diverse. Um, do you have any daily rituals or routines that make a huge positive impact to your day? You know, I do. And this this one's a little offbeat. I'll, I'm going to warn everybody right now. But it 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 works. The more you read about the subconscious mind, if you bother to go to the internet and just start learning, the more you realize it's probably the most powerful thing within your body. And the full potential of it is is, is, un, is incalculable. Um, and so one of the little hacks that I do is every night when I'm going to bed, they say you should do it about 15 minutes before you fall asleep when you're in that twilight frame of mind is 
command your subconscious to solve a problem for you. Ask it, I need this, I need this answer, um, and I need it now. And you go to work on it. And it sounds really um, silly to talk to yourself in this way. But um, the subconscious mind works 24 hours a day, and it does keep thinking even after you've gone to sleep and uh, oftentimes and the next morning I'll wake up and, and a solution I'm not even th I'm thinking about uh, my coffee or something and then the, boom the solution just it, it, it enters your mind and, and it's it's and I always say thank you when that happens because I don't know how that works but I figure I better thank who, who's ever doing it right yeah <laughs> keep, keep on doing it <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's cool. Um, the final question is, um, during obviously the last sort of 10, 10 plus months, the way COVID's been going on, um, has have you learned any big lessons within your own personal life or within the business? Um, and what how how has that affected future decisions or you know plans or those sort of things that for your for your business? Uh, good question. Um, you know, it's interesting about six months before COVID came around, I had uh, done a podcast and it's called Torpedoes in the Water. And if you join Ed Manity, you can listen to it. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a disaster doomsday business plan that every business owner should sit down and do. What if um, my, uh, you know, my business went away or my major supplier dropped me or my financing fell out? Um, or now we can say a major pandemic hits our town, um, upheaval in the government, you had Brexit, whatever it is. Most businesses only focus on the positive of here, here's uh, what, let's just keep going on this nice, happy road. What you ought to do is figure out what, if to take the top 10 things that would just derail your train right now, such as a pandemic, and how would it change your business and what would plan A, B, and C be to immediately put into action should this horrible thing ever happen? And COVID has forced us to say, okay, um, how do we sell this during COVID? How do we help people during COVID? Everybody is uh, freaking out about money and lack of customers and government, you know, whether you like them or not. And, you know, it's, it's, as I said before, this is one of the greatest times I see to get ahead of everybody else because they're all going to sit on the sidelines until the all clear signal is sounded. But you got to get back in the water way before that. You want to be surfing when everyone else is still sitting on the beach. Um, and you can do that with us. We'll show you how to prep your company so when the bounce happens, and there will be a bounce, when the bounce happens, you're in, in position for it instead of, uh, you know, being on the beach with all the rest of the, of the people. And so COVID has taught us to think far in advance of uh, what what is normal who knows anymore um, just keep being creative no that's brilliant that's brilliant um we have come to the end sir um so the floor is now yours how people can find out more about you how can they definitely find out more about um getting this report and and signing up for that stuff um please take it away Sure. Uh, we, a couple ways. Uh, you can go to Admanity. That's A-D-M-A-N-I-T-Y. Just go to admanity.com. There's a lot of information there. You can purchase your brand attraction report there and take the little test and be on your way. Um, there's also, uh, Jeff, we have a, a special offer for your listeners. If you go to admanity.com, 
forward slash success IQ, all one word, uh, the name of, of your show, just success IQ. There is a uh, place that you can download a free document, um, how emotions sell everything. Uh, uh, and it's a great document to get you in, into the, the mood, if you will, of Advanity and why, why emotions sell everything. It's free, absolutely free. Download it uh, and give it to everybody you know. Um, and uh, and then maybe down the road you can you can buy your own report and learn uh, exactly how to market your brand to the world. Um, I'm also available on LinkedIn. If you look at Brian Gregory on uh, Admanity, it'll go right to me. I'm happy to meet with people. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a standoffish LinkedIner. I actually will respond to your emails, um, and uh, there's a, we can even set up a Zoom call if you want to talk about your brand. So, uh, very available. I'm very happy to spread the gospel of Admanity anytime. Brilliant, Brian. Um, finally, just thank you so much for taking the time and joining me on the show, and wishing you the greatest success. You as well, Jeff. Thanks for having me. So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening. And it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. Really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page. Just search for Success IQ Podcast. And that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and of course, iTunes. And if you'd have the time, it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review, because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.